Good evening, everybody. I hope you're all keeping well tonight. Um, the today today is the the fourth of October, twenty twenty two, and I'm joined, really pleased to be joined by um, a great English name, uh, Peter Emptage. Um, just a quick, just a quick one thing I did want to mention. Um, I've been really, really pleased yesterday to buy the um, the website of talkbadminton.co.uk. And so you can now email me actually at martin at talkbabin.co.uk and the website I'm working on, I'm learning a whole new technology uh, of WordPress about designing and I'm going to categorize my um, my videos and things like that into regions and coaches and performance and I can do a lot of really funky stuff within the website and I'm really excited about that. Um, so that's all going to come in the future. But right now, let's head over and meet Peter, who's down in Oxfordshire. Good evening. Good evening, how are you tonight? Not so bad, not so bad. I've just noticed the pictures on your wall, you're an architect, right? Yeah, yeah, so having done quite a few Zooms in the last few years, um, I thought I'd better make the office here look a bit more architectural, so I'll put up a few of the images. Um, there's a, there's a, some interesting badminton stuff there, I don't think you can see, oh, wrong way. Just behind me here, there's yes. the Redbridge or Jean Brown Arena. That's the um, uh, the Olympic training venue for badminton for 2012. Really? And the best bit about this is the entrance reception area, which you see in that picture, yes. is actually made is glass a glass screen, but it's made it's the same size as a badminton court. Is it? Wow. So the doors are on the service, the center, the center line. The the service courts are the two panels either side of it. Wow. <laughs> How did you get that gig? Uh, we, we used to do a lot of work with uh, Redbridge Sports Centre. Uh, we've done probably ten phases of work there, uh, and it, it ranged from new gyms and sports hall extensions to squash courts, outdoor pitches for tennis. Uh, netball, football, hockey, and then they wanted to build a hall about the same sort of time as the Olympics was coming. The ODA wanted a, um, a, an Olympic training venue, and uh, we actually converted it into, you know, into a, for, a, a formal Olympic uh, wow. yeah, competition venue. It was, it was, it was, it was a really exciting time because you can imagine I'm a a badminton player through and through and here's my job designing a, a, a an olympic standard badminton hall Abs absolutely fantastic there's not there's nowhere near enough uh, specific badminton specific sports facilities scotland were very lacking um i yeah. find and there, there aren't many around the uk are there do you know of many specific um, badminton venues yeah there's there, there are a few and i think that there is a desire to actually construct more um, in places like Wickham, Wimbledon, Ebisham, they are they are just for Babington. There's a, there's a few small two court halls as well that are Babington only. Uh, there's one in Essex that I'm chairman of, chairman of the trust that look after it. Um, but there aren't that many and unlike Denmark where you've got every city has got a, a eight nine ten court hall that's perfect badminton facilities we don't actually have as many of those yeah so tell me about your badminton how did you get into it why did you start playing badminton do you know what do you remember and what age were you yeah. as well i was 16 and i fancied a girl who went to a youth club <laughs> so <laughs> went to a youth club 
And they had uh, table tennis at the usual site. This is quite a time ago now, I might add. And uh, they had the usual table tennis and you know, pool and those sort of games. But they also had badminton there. And it was a typical church hall. Um, it had, they had just about had four rackets. None of them were any good. There's always the dodgy one with the dodgy handle or the one with strings that are broken that you try and play with. And I, I really enjoyed it. I, I can remember being petrified at anything on my backhand. I could not do a backhand at the time. <laughs> I think I still I still feel like that now, Peter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the irony is that as you, as you get older, and it, because it's a weak, weak part of your game, you just make it better and better. And now I prefer everything on my backhand. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Do you really? So and then so when did, so you t- you took it up and did it were you competitive about it straight away or what was that was um, it just social but no. a very competitive club as well you went to or? it was the, after the youth club I went to join a little church hall club it was I mean the, it was ludicrous in terms of its facilities because you could <coughs> I could touch the the touch the rafters with my racket if I reached up, really? I could actually, I'm, I'm taller than most anyway, which probably doesn't help uh, that situation. But it, it really was, um, uh, it was wow. a typical church or one court where the, the back line is drawn up the stage. And and that's my introduction to Babington. It always amazes <laughs> me. Yeah, it always amazes me when you see Babington players that have played in low, low halls. They've also got very good driving game. Yeah, they don't, you know, it. very few clears. There's very good at doubles, pushed. Push, yeah, push, yeah. push, push, push. Because if you try and hit the, because the, the roof's a fault, right? Uh, uh, and that is it. I mean, that's why we have such good mixed players. We all started off in little halls where you couldn't <laughs> lift it, pushes down the side into the into the no man's land. Wow. And did you compete? Did you compete early on, or what? what? Uh, it was it was only in a local league. I don't, I don't even think they played matches. The club I started at, but. By the time I got to 19, I joined a county league club, a county league club called Leeway, and they were very strong in the Essex League at the time. Um, and there I met a guy, um, Derek Matthews, uh, and he became my mentor. He said, you need to play in tournaments, you need to do this, that and the other. Um, and he he encouraged me. And you know, from there, you get into playing the, into the club first team and... Uh, and it's quite it's quite intimidating when you're when you're young and you're playing with uh, <clears throat> you know quite uh, older men and they're stronger and it's a it gets a bit uh, testy at times um i, I can remember being hitting a guy in the, uh, he did a stupid shot of the net i hit it down hit him in the face and he was over the net trying to grab my throat i mean like, and this is this is quite <coughs> Quite um, early on in the, in my badminton career, yeah. but I, I I enjoyed the competition. I enjoyed the cut and thrust. I enjoyed work trying to work out how to beat an opponent. What I had to do. Um, then ended up playing thirteen county, just about getting into that, and then second team county, and then first team county. Wow. Um, so you 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 work your way through all the well in those days. I mean, bearing in mind this is. This is probably the heyday of badminton when we had I don't know, our, um, the, the Ray Stevens, Nora Perry's, Mike Treasures, all that. And of course, most of them played in Essex. So it was a, a pretty tough 
to teams good ground, to play in. A good yeah, ground, Kevin. yeah. Mm. But it was it was good. I enjoyed it. And what, were you? So how did that fit in with? I guess you were at university or something at the time. Or? Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, the badminton was really only for fun. You know, sure. It, it, sure. it's not like it is these days where kids have to uh, commit and they go full time badminton and they uh, they they don't do any any jobs in the spare time because they've got to save themselves and they can't get tired. We, we just had to you had to do a proper job and yeah so i was going through uh uni i was i did it part-time which made it even more difficult um so i had a job i was studying i was qualifying um yeah and yes and had my son all around that same sort of time as it was getting to that stage and how did you meet your wife julie uh yes that's um julie i'd, I'd had Yes, I mean, life's always complicated, isn't it? And uh, my my first wife and I split up probably 12 years ago, something like that, 10 or 12 right. years ago. Really? Right. And um, met Julie. Um, yeah. Yeah, good. So I'm, I moved from Essex over to Oxfordshire, and, uh, yeah, we we live Badminton. <laughs> Do you? Do you, really? We, we, we probably have more arguments about Badminton than anything else. <laughs> And you played together. Well, we did. We did to start with, but husband and wife pairings never really work. <laughs> yeah, it can definitely be a bit prickly, can't it? <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. And how did you get involved with badminton in England, Peter? So you're obviously a board um, member there. Have you been? Is that a long time thing? Or I think I've. I mean, I've always been involved in the admin. So I was. I've had all sorts of roles secretaries and chairman and captain and for the club and then you do the same thing for the county and then probably 20 25 years ago eric brown uh who was uh, quite high up in badminton england and, and was for a long time he started up a group um it was called a special projects group or something mm -hmm. where he wanted to get a a, a veterans uh, committee together and this is the start of the masters policy group and it really gave us a head start ahead of any other country in the world in terms of veteran stuff and, and, and we are as, as as England we are up there we are in terms of our structures and our organization we are one of the leading uh, leading countries for, for veterans badminton yeah and, yep. mas and masters really and what what do you what do you attribute that to is that categorizing players and and how do you how do you extend it out where does that come from i i think uh because we were ahead of the game we 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 had the uh the all england seniors so masters what used to be called veterans then they changed it to masters because it sounds better Mm, yeah. uh, but on the world circuit and European circuit, it's called seniors. So yeah. that's any, anything over 35, 40, depending on where it is. Um, but we we had a good structure. We had league matches and tournaments. We've got the biggest tournament circuit for masters in the world. No one else has the 10 or 12 events that we have in the year. Wow. So 
the Denmark and Germany are starting to catch up a bit, but there's still got a long way to go. So tell me something. I've I've just I've just passed that kind of threshold of fifty one, right? And I yep. I still uh, I go to a club and I come back with all kinds of aches and pains and raging that I've lost games with X, Y, and Z. And my wife will say to me, "Man, how old are the people that you play against?" And I say, <laughs> and I actually have to stop. There's about thirty go to my club every week. And I actually have to stop and go, mm, 25, 30. And I think I worked out that the oldest is about 32. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm 51. So is there a, was there a point, do you th- is there, how do you feel about that now? And is there a point where you said, do you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore? Or do you still do this? Do you still do, you still do what I do? Do you still go and play against 25-year-olds and absolutely? Yeah. Uh, uh, sadly, I do. Um, I, I still play at my club in Essex, you know, so I've, I've got some work that I do over that way and I'll, I'll arrange it for a Wednesday night so that nice. I can um, uh, play at the club night again. But that club night has got kids that are 19, 20, up to, I don't know, 20 to 30. But there's also some uh, quite a few seniors or masters players there as well. So um, believe it or not, I'm not the oldest person there. <laughs> really? <laughs> even at my age but um i think it's good to be playing youngsters all the time because they keep you sharp they keep you alert in terms of your state of mind because it's very easy if you get surrounded by old people all the time you'll end up being an old person yes whereas if you surround yourself with young people who have got a different mindset i think that's i think it's good for keeping you alert and keeping you wanting to do stuff I'll be honest. I don't mind losing. I, I don't don't mind losing to any score at all. And there's no. There's I didn't, no, mean, I don't, yeah, yeah, I didn't I, mention losing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, my point is that I doesn't like. I would rather. I'd rather go to a club and lose than than quite often win easily. You know, I'd rather yeah. go to a club where I was really really challenged, and I'd rather play in a game. I mean, I don't think it's everybody. I think it's quite a lot of people will say, "I'm not going to play this game because we'll never win it." I'm not that person. I will say, no. "Can I get one point, two points, three points?" That's I'm not. It. I'm not really bothered. I, honestly, I'm not bothered. I just, uh, I just love the game, and it's, uh, it's such a great. It's. Do you know? Is there anything else? Do you think there's that as as much exercise without realizing that you're exercising you come i come away and i look at my watch and check out my heart rate and my stats and and that kind of thing and i think oh my god i've burned like 1100 calories in two and a half hours and i don't feel like i've exercised you know yeah i i I think there aren't many sports i don't think the general public understand what badminton is they they picture in their minds, shuttlecock, which is a game you play in the garden and you pat it back and forth a couple of times and that's it. But a game of badminton, I mean, if, if when we were playing a tournament, even Masters tournaments, you'll be playing four or five matches in a day. Um, they could be lasting 20 minutes, half an hour, sometimes for the really long ones, three setters, it could be getting on for an hour. And you're right, you, you burn up a load of calories and you, it's the aerobic stuff, yeah, but you do hurt at the end of the day. As you get older, you hurt more. <laughs> yeah. And what? Tell me about you. Tell me about the badminton England stuff. What? So what is? What is the world of badminton England? What are the struggles? What are the? I mean, you all, we all hear about the various challenges. And what's the? What's the day to day stuff? I guess, and that kind of thing that you have to consider. I suppose. I, I think 
you have to remember it is a volunteer role you don't get paid to end for it yeah. you get you can claim expenses if you want if you choose to but i don't know how many people actually do yeah. but there's i mean there's there's tw 12 board members and each of those board members will have a role on one of the advisory boards or subcommittees and as you probably well know there is a lot of stuff going on at the moment yeah. with, there's been this uh, an enormous change uh, the whole top level of management have, have gone um, they're recruiting replacements and I feel very positive about where we're going now yes it, I do we, we've we've been in terms of our public the performance that you see on the outside in terms of our star players that there's the odd one or two pop up every now and then but as a general theme it's the results have been getting worse over time um i think morton's new appointment as performance director i think is absolutely first class i think he has an approach which is very calm and considered i think he's doing he's restructuring at the moment and there's some good stuff coming out of that i think i like i like what's coming yeah it's a really difficult thing i think kind of managing badminton and and badminton players is 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 ever such a difficult thing and 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 like you say everybody's volunteers and and just trying to get people to understand that you know the professionals that are, you know it's it's always always difficult when dealing with volunteers you know people think that you know because they're getting paid and it's their job and their career everybody should have the same umph and it's quite hard i find that you know you i see umpires line judges that stuff getting a hard yeah. time and i think to myself you know they've literally you know they've traveled halfway around the world some of them to, yeah. to umpire yeah. and and you see them getting yeah. abuse and you're thinking really yeah. you know yeah. you know yeah. i don't know it's uh yeah i i have to say that uh, and we, we will have an issue there if we don't get more volunteers coming yeah. in because uh, linesmen and umpires i mean i have to say i'm not i don't get it but there are a lot of people who do and have a, a thoroughly enjoy it i think there's a there's a great team spirit amongst all the um uh the line judges and the umpires you they you know when you go to the overseas tournaments you there'll be a couple of or maybe half a dozen english line judges or umpires that have been uh, sent out there for that particular event and they're a little group and they're a little team and they're living they're part of the the tournaments and part of the excitement of that tournament and they get a, a real buzz out of it yeah, I, th I mean, I speak to a lot of people. I speak to a lot of you know, officials and that travel, and you know, they take their work holidays and they travel, and the and it's a it is a perk of it. Is it's certainly not for the money, you know. It's for for no. seeing for seeing the world, for going to places, and you know, to to watch amazing quality badminton players and and that kind of thing. And it's I think it's a real. It's definitely a retirement thing. It's something that you would just do. I'm, I would do it all day long, like travel where you go to the, you know, go to wherever, yeah. you know, travel all around the world and umpire and officiate yeah. at, at events. I think it's fantastic. So that brings me, <laughs> brings me nicely onto your 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 images that you shared. The, the tournament, the the um, oh, yeah. the Masters tournament. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to share me your screen again? That's good. I mean, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a uh, a story to this because. Yeah. Um, 
because of my involvement with the masters stuff i i was asked to get involved in the world seniors working group so one of the guys who is paisan uh who was the events director for badminton world he asked me to be part of a group to look after the world seniors tournament and one of the meetings we had was at, in thailand in pattaya where they had what they call the world chinese championships right i mean and i've never seen anything like it i mean you can see from the image there there's 35 courts in one hall wow getting on for 3000 wow. participants these are all uh, all masters or veterans whatever you want to call them they, what, they're, they're seniors what's the, in this what's the criteria of a, of a senior or master what is that it, it depends where you where you are this i think this one was 35 right um you have to be 35 or over it's full it's 40 for a lot of tournaments but for most of the international stuff it's 35 and it goes it, over in this in the uk it goes up to 75 wow. but in this tournament in this tournament it went up to 90. Huh? so there's a 90 uh, an over 90s event is three aside <laughs> uh, unbelievable unbelievable but you can see you can see from from that that i mean tournaments over here i don't know where how many you've been to but if anybody coughs anywhere near a, a seniors uh, court they'll stop the game and complain <laughs> about it really but but this one uh, there's another slide here which so there's um you can see people just wander across the court so you can be playing a match and they're walking across the back of it and really? somebody will step onto the, your court to take a picture of another court <laughs> but nobody, no, nobody actually complains they, they just get on with it i think there's another slide here so yeah so look, this is look at that hall <clears throat> there's a, a match going on there and there's a guy called heriento rb uh there's a guy called uh Cartono, they're, they're all big names from the past. Hang, uh, Chinese guy, Backhand King, and he was there playing as well. But they, they're just loving it, absolutely loving it. There'll be little groups with their picnics sitting at the back of the court. Look eating. at the people watching. That's what gets me. Is the know, audience is incredible. Yeah, unbelievable. But it was uh, out of the thirty-five courts. Not one of them was any good. They all had a, 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 it wasn't just a drift, it was a wind, you know, it was really? a metre difference. It was like playing outside. <laughs> but, but nobody complained. They just get on with it. I wonder, I wonder, how, we can, I wonder how we can get to Engl England, Badminton, back to that, get to that. Yes, that's right. That's what but, you want, isn't, isn't it? But it's an interesting concept. It, the, the qualification for it is... Uh, you have to have just one percent of Chinese blood. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, as long as you've got a bit of Chinese in you, and I don't know whether that's allowed now. I think they might have had to change the rules a little bit to to make it more open. But I played as a guest in this. Um, but yeah, absolutely manic. But a real experience. Real experience. So tell me about your your titles that you're telling me about earlier on. What? Yeah, I, I think I mean COVID probably helped me if I'm honest because it it meant it meant well, that I retained. You I mean, you, Pete, you don't hear that often. <laughs> I, 
it, it helped me because it meant that the, one of the events was cancelled, which meant I held on to my title a bit longer. <laughs> so what is it? It's a, you're the double world. So, so yeah, so I am the current world and European, the two separate tournaments, champion at men's doubles and mixed doubles. Wow. In 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 my age group. Wow. What what age are you? How old are you, Peter? So I'm 72. Wow. And we won the 65s in Spain in December, and then the uh, Slovenia um, just gone. We won the Europeans in 70s in Slovenia. That's really impressive. So it yes, I mean it it really is something. It, I have to keep adding that it is an age group, and I'm playing old people. Um, but I seem to uh, manage to keep mobile and relatively injury-free. When did you start playing? When did you start playing veteran badminton or seniors badminton? Or... I, as soon as it started, really, when I was forty. And that, really, I think that yeah, I think that's why. Um, it's it's probably why I'm. In fact, I'm the only person who's played in every one of these tournaments, and you had to be a particular age to enable you to do that. So the first one was in, the first uh, Europeans was in Denmark, and there every other year, and then the Worlds is, so the Worlds is uh, even years and the uh, Europeans odd years. Can you tell me how you, can you tell me how it started, Peter? How did it, and you know you said it's so popular in England and in the UK. How, can you tell me how, how one starts with a, with a membership of clubs all around the UK and you advertise an event of an age group and how does it, you were there from the beginning, so how does it start? I, I think it starts with um, the counties because there was, there was an over 45, so the, the very first All England seniors was over 45s only and that was it, just one age group. <coughs> I think then the uh, Babington England asked the counties if they had any players, they were going to organise another tournament, going to increase the age groups. Then you start adding a 40s, a 45s, 50s, and it went up to 55s. And of course that expanded. Then they go to the counties and say, look, we're thinking of starting up a league. And it's people like uh, Roy Carder from Dorset, who is chair of Masters Policy Group, People like that, they work very, very hard at this. And they'll phone around all the county chairs saying, look, can you get a team together? Just get the team. It's a friendly league. <laughs> In fact, that was it to start with. We started up the uh, the, the, the inter-county veterans league with no rules. It wasn't going to have lots of rules. It was a friendly league. We're there to play a game. And of course, since then, it's got more and more tetchy and more, more and more rules. And, more. <laughs> and, and just because people are old doesn't mean to say they're more relaxed about it. If, if anything, um, quite the opposite, I would reckon. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But, it, but that's how it starts. And then you get, I don't know, half a dozen counties getting together and then they like the idea of that. And next they tell the next one. And it just expanded from there. And how does, can I ask you a question on um, Badminton England and and the database, I suppose, is the critical thing. Um, I, I'm involved in club, a busy club in Scotland, and um, you know, Badminton Scotland are quite. Uh, I think it's critical that you have a 
think Ireland do a really good job of databasing the players, you know, from every region. And, you know, they've got stages A to G. And I've interviewed Dan McGee and Dave McGill from Babton Island. Yeah, and they do yeah. great work on categorizing players and obviously have a, a very good understanding of what membership each club has and who they are yeah. and what age they are and if they're competitive and if they're not competitive. And is Babton England keep in on that or how does. Yeah, we, we, we do have all that data. Um, uh, the, the, each of the counties or the county coordinators from Masters are sent a list of every affiliated member who is over the age of 40. But they also send uh, the ones with the over 35 so that we can approach them before they get to 40 to start getting involved. Well. But it, it, there's a, uh, because of all the data protection rules, it's, it's, nothing's ever straightforward. So there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through first. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know GDPR and all that stuff. And, and as you yeah, say, it. it's, uh, yeah, you've, it. got be, you've got to be very careful. And someone, one question came to me there. Okay, so... When he started competing, right? Um, when he started competing and being successful in your masters, right? What age group? When did you become noticeably <laughs> better than everybody else? I suppose that's the leading. Do you know? What I was thinking because I was thinking there's a Scottish Masters event coming up, and I think it's in, in late October actually. And I was trying yeah. to think, and I was thinking. So I play a bit of singles, and I'm, you know, I'm, I play some singles. And, and I, I started thinking, you know, it'd be quite good to play in that Masters event, but I don't know anybody between the age of 50 and 55 that plays badminton. I can't think of a, think of a single person who... Is, it, is, this, is this the one in uh, Glasgow? Glasgow? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you, you need to do that. I, I, I always encourage anybody to just have a go. Even if you haven't got a partner, you put partner wanted. Oh, really? Oh, but I can you, do you that. Don't... Yeah, of course you can. I mean, they they want people to play badminton, so you can enter the singles for a start. That's the first thing, yeah. and then in the doubles, you just put partner wanted, and they will try their utmost to find somebody. And there'll be other people doing exactly the same thing. Oh, I don't know whether I can play. I don't I haven't got partner and all this sort of stuff. That's what but, I'm going to do. But you've got to, you've got to, and I want you to let me know how you get on. <laughs> Well, I think that's uh, that's a given. I think we, I think I know the result of that. The singles, I, I do. I like my singles. It's good. It's a good workout. I do like it. But I, uh, I'm a bit. I play against a guy who's about ten years younger than me normally, and uh, yeah, I don't. He runs me around. He's not. He's not better than I am, but he runs me. Do you play singles or we always? Also, what was your game? Do, well, it's. I hate singles. Do I you? Really hate did, singles. did you always? Yeah, yeah. Did you always? Yeah, did you? I. I. I've. Uh, no, I, I used to play singles, third singles for the county, but it's only because they didn't have anyone else. But I did start playing singles in the Masters stuff when uh, there was a year when I didn't have a mixed partner or, and I thought I'll enter singles. But, and I, I, I did some success at it, but I just hate it. It's, it's such a lonely, a lonely event. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You turn, you turn, love up, it. On a, turn up on a Friday night the hall is got these uh, just single lonely people playing and it's soulless. The place is soulless. And then it gets a buzz on the Saturday when all the doubles players turn up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, thank you very much for your time. I'll let, I'll let you get on with your evening. I really appreciate your time. We've been on for 40 minutes, 30 minutes. That's nice. It's just a nice time. Wow. I hope that's been... Is there anything else you want to talk about? Are you okay? You're right. 
No, no. I mean, that's it. I mean, there are a load of stories that. I yeah, mean, we'll, perhaps we'll have, an, we'll have another one one day. Yeah, I think uh, we'll do that. Let's now. I've, now I've met you. Now we're friends. We can do it again, and uh, you can have a think about some more stories. And we'll come back to it definitely. I've, I've I've got some real crackers about when I went to Turkmenistan, and oh blimey, yeah. I, I'll we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we'll do them again. We'll have another chat. We'll sort. We'll organise another one for a couple of weeks' time, Peter. All right. Okay. Now, now all right. I've met you. Okay. Anyway. Thanks very much for your time. It's been brilliant. Okay. Cheers, Thank then. you, Peter. Cheers. Cheers.